What's up, everybody? Welcome to My Vicious Love. I'm your host, Drayden Cruz. So first of all, I just want to take thank, take this time, sorry, all the fucking teas, um, take this time to thank everybody for listening, all the support all over the United States, all over the world. Like, I never thought in a million years I was going to get listens from all these different countries and all the support from my friends and family. Like, thank you guys so much. This has been such an amazing journey. It's been so emotional. It's been so impactful. I get super excited every week to want to do this and want to come up with new content. And I just can't wait to grow this. And I'm so happy that I'm at this point. Also, I want to thank the selected few people who got my Instagram, my Vicious Love Podcast Instagram suspended. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate you, you fucking amazing listeners. Like, I really know that you guys are listening. I know that it was you who got my podcast Instagram taken down. So fuck you very much. (laughs) Fuck you very much. So today's guest um, I want to say that this episode is 15 years in the making. I never thought in a million years that I was going to have this person back in my life. I never thought in a million years we were going to be best friends. Um, this person was my was my was my life partner at one point. He was my ex boyfriend at one point. We have probably one of the most craziest love stories ever, and you know we didn't talk for about 10 year, almost 10 years, and. It's so crazy to call this person my best friend now, and 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 I'm really, really, really excited to have you on today. And so I want to welcome today's guest, Eddie Alvarez. Hey, how's it going? What's going up, Skeddy? What's up, Skeddy Bear? Welcome back. Welcome <laughs> back. This season on the Real Housewives of fucking <laughs> Valley Village. <laughs> What's going on, Skeddy? Not much. I survived. You I survived the past 15 years, actually 10 years. I don't know how many years. I survived it, though. I'm here. You're here. You're here. You're looking good. You're buff. You're looking You're looking fine as ever. A lot of protein. A lot of protein. <laughs> All that protein. All that protein. So let me tell you how amazing it is to have you, that you agree to do this, first of all. Most people wouldn't have not agreed to this to, you know, especially our history. We don't have the best history together. Um, and I can't wait to this to over like talk all this history with each other. But thank you so much for coming on. And, you know, uh, thank you. And before I start thanking all of you, all fucking all 50 minutes of this podcast, um, let everybody know a little about yourself. My name's Eddie. I am a barber here in Studio City. I've been doing hair for the past, I think, about seven years. Uh, I started in Beverly Hills as a hairstylist, and then there was a point that I reached a wall that I didn't want to do hair anymore, and then men's hair was my last shot, and now I fell back in love with it. So being a gay barber is the best life I've ever chosen. (laughs) Pooh bears! Pooh bears! So it's so crazy. Eddie and I developed this kind of like baby talk when we were dating and it kind of um, I feel like has bled into our friendship because <laughs> we're constantly uh, like talking to each other and baby talk. And I'm pretty sure like a, a, a lot of the time people listen, like my mom will be like, who the fuck are you talking to? She's like, you're talking to Eddie, aren't you? It's Boo Bear. It's the Boo Bears. <laughs> it's the Boo Bears. So. It's kind of crazy because at this point right now, we're trying to figure out what, how the best way to start all this. But I think the main focus of today, in today's episode, is called The X Factor. And Eddie and I, I feel like, have been breaking so many stigmas on being friends, being friends with your ex, even when you have the wild history and and when you're able to grow and when you're able to come from a space of coming into yourself and being an adult and then meeting almost a decade later and Eddie's in a relationship, has a boyfriend, I'm single and gone through, you know, going through what I'm going through right now. 
how has it been for you just to kind of like revisit this space? And what even made you reach out to me again? To be honest, I never thought in a million years I would ever actually have had you in my life again, seeing how the way we ended. But it's the thanks to the current person that I'm dating now that made me feel that it was okay to be friends with somebody that you shared a relationship with. It was something that I had to honor and it took a lot to it. And it was something that I had to deal firsthand with. And he made me feel okay. And he encouraged me. He pushed me to contact you. It was so crazy because I was at um, an event in um, Encino. And I remember I almost shat my pants when I went into my DMs and I saw Eddie Hart in my DMs and I looked at my mom and I told my mom, I was like, you know what? You need to pour me a shot of tequila. She's like, why? It's two o'clock in the afternoon. I was like, you need to pour me one and I need you to see who just DM'd me right now. And I was excited. I was scared. I just really didn't know what to make of myself because I was like, wow, it's been almost a decade and I, I seen that familiar face and kind of my heart dropped because I mean, I think at the end of the day, even when you end badly and even when, you know, so much time has passed, you know, we have such a long standing history. So much happened between us and to just randomly see your fucking name in my DMs especially going through the time that I was going through at that moment. I mean, I was just knee deep in the shits in, in, in my personal relationship with, um, with my ex fiance, which by the way, I've decided that we're not calling him my ex fiance anymore in this podcast. I finally decided to give this person a name. So we are going to call my ex fiance and especially from moving on out, moving forward, we're going to call him, Birmingham so that's going to be kind of the the nickname for 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 this person because I don't feel like I need to hold that type of space for him when you know when when I'm referring to to to, to my past but you know kind of going through such a, a a down very very dark time and to see your name and see you in my dms was immediately comforting and I think that what it was like, what a couple weeks later before we um, met up for dinner. Mm -hmm. We met up for dinner. I slid into your DMs and we met up for dinner. And it was the most interesting dinner I've ever had. <laughs> Why is that? At that moment in my life, I think I was about probably six months sober. And you were, you were very nervous and you were very anxious. So it was very interesting to see you older, but the same Drayden that I left years ago. Well, I don't know whether to take that as a compliment <laughs> or an insult. Um, I, I could see that I was very nervous. Um, I mean, how do you, I don't even know how you gauge a situation like that. Um, and I think personally, I was just going through so much at home and, you know, to, to, to go see my ex at this stage of my life was, was going to be extremely just, I didn't know what to make of it. But I, I, you know, I accepted the invitation. I mean, I was, I, you know, what was so crazy that I will never forget is you were like, I'm so happy for you. You look like you're happy. You're engaged. You're going to get married. And then I remember ordering wine and downing the glass of wine and then being like, okay, so I can't lie to you. Mm -hmm. I can't, I, I'm not going to lie to you right now. I wouldn't be my most authentic self if I lied to you and told you everything was okay. And at this point, my relationship was in shambles. Um, and I think that you kind of just didn't know what to make of what I just dropped on you. Absolutely not. I had no idea. 
it was a very interesting time to have met you at that moment in my life meeting somebody that much that sober and seeing somebody that was impactful like as you are to my life was I wanted to drink at that moment because it was just like oh my fucking god it's like seeing a ghost it I shat myself like it was it was impactful yeah no it, it it's really crazy because I think that things happen for a reason I feel that sometimes seeing a ghost um isn't a bad thing and being with the journey that I've been on and that we've gone on, we're, we're actually celebrating our one year friendship anniversary today. Um, and I think that everything that's gone down happened for a reason. I don't think that I would have gotten through this dark spell that I've been through if it wasn't for your love and it wasn't for your friendship and it wasn't for your support. I mean, you held my hand and were there for me when I cry, when I was just at my darkest moment of this journey. I never thought that my ex-boyfriend, my ex-fucking-husband practically, was going to be the person to help me, to guide me out of this black pit. And this, there's going to be a lot of emotional times during this, this, this podcast, but I'm going to say this, and I tell you this all the time. Thank you so much for your support and everything that you've done for me because I don't think that I wouldn't and I I always tell everyone I give credit when credit is due and credit is due with you and I constantly fucking tell you that and I know you're like Drayden shut the fuck up or oh you're gonna get emotional and oh you're getting your feelings I think back in the day we had a mutual friend and we when you would get in your feelings you would be like Oh, he has feelings right this <laughs> Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, I would, I would, I, you know, I, I mean, at that point we were younger, you know, I, I didn't have that vulnerability. I didn't have that side of me. I, I used to think that emotions were, were weak and you were so used to me being that way. So then here I am just a whole lot of feelings, a whole big puddle of feelings, a whole big puddle of feelings. And you're having a guide kind of like this new realm of, of our life. And I think it's just been so crazy. Um, but I think the funny part is I think that we should possibly like give everybody a little glimpse of what the fuck our love story was. Um, so I don't know. Do you want to take your, do you want me to lead this? I think you would make the great introduction. <laughs> to <the> story. <laughs> So Eddie and I, I was, uh, I want to say like 24, Eddie was like 21 and, um, we met through mutual friends and he was dating a mutual friend and I was dating someone else. And Eddie, um, Eddie and I were like, would sneak around to, we were like kissing buddies. We would go like sneak around and, you know, when no one was looking and we'd go make out at, at bars and we'd go make out at clubs. And, but I felt like there was always some type of connection there and, um, we, I think this went on for a few months and finally, I think we went to Disneyland one weekend and, you know, we, I feel like that was kind of like the kickstart to it all. We, 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 we spent the day together. We're making out and being 20 something year olds in love and, and they're figuring out what that, what that was going to look like. And we just kind of like decided to go steady at that point. I don't know. Remember, or do you not remember? Was that a foggy time of your life? It was a foggy time because <laughs> not only was I fresh puppy, I was also, I think I was seeing two other guys at the same time and you were seeing somebody else. And I remember we were both getting off on the fact that we're like, oh, we're going behind their back. And we went to Disneyland and then we're, we just kind of just, everyone just kind of faded away. It's true. Yeah, we we, we were playing musical chairs and everyone else just faded off. Nobody else made, actually, I actually sabotaged a couple of those relationships because they would text you in the middle of the night and then I would be like, it is Drayden. He is with me right next to me. Um, goodbye. I think that's how I, I think that's how I, 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 I won. I think these were the sidekick days. Huh? 
the sidekick days. Yeah, I, we didn't have um, FaceTime or Face ID, so it would be shwing, and you knew my password. <laughs> yeah, th- yeah, this was. I was, I was, I was living in a garage at this point. Um, but it, it was kind of crazy because I feel like our love story kind of. I, I feel like we fell deep for each other very quickly. I, um, Eddie's actually my first boyfriend. He was my first gay relationship, and. I really didn't know what like love was. And I feel like you were my first true love, but I didn't realize that I was falling in love with two different people at the time. I was falling in love with Eddie. And then I also fell in love with Eddie's alter ego, Patricia. Patricia is Eddie's alter ego when he gets fucking drunk and he turns into this monstrous human being and i think which is going to kind of get crazy because i don't think a lot of people have the space to talk about like what we're about to talk about right now so why don't you give everybody a glimpse of who patricia is patricia um i think back then when we were seeing each other Patricia was manifesting, but did not come to light. And it came out of the movie Split. And that's where I got the influence from. It was just an instant switch of, you know how his character instantly would immediately switch characters. like To the beast? To the beast. Switch to Patricia, switch to, I can't remember all any of the characters. Yeah. But there is a certain switch in me that when I have crossed over to the dark side and for whatever reason, when I was dating you, it would immediately, if you did something to upset me, it was like instant jealousy, instant mad, instant like violence, instant violence. It was just like an instant switch that you were capable of just like switching on. And that was just Patricia. It was just Patricia was born before I even knew she even she, ex- she existed. Yeah, it was kind of crazy because at that point we were in our twenties. We were in our early twenties and we you know, we were doing drugs and we were drinking and we were partying and we were just fucking living our best twenty year old lives and you know what what I what what I at that point didn't realize for me was that we were in, uh, that I was in a toxic relationship with you. I felt like our relationship was so toxic. And I feel like your upbringing and your own insecurities and you, so many things were so many, like it was like such a factor in our relationship, but I did not realize that this was essentially going to set me up for my future relationships because I thought that this is what love was. I thought that I was like, fuck, well, this must be what love is. I mean, my dad beat my mom. I was around violence. I was around cheating. I was around all these things growing up. And here I am, you know, in a relationship with you, my first gay relationship, my first boyfriend. And um, everything seemed so familiar. And I didn't, at this point, I didn't understand what kind of what, we're, what we were going through. But... I also understand that I wasn't innocent in the situation either. Like I would, you know, I would, I would rebuttal back with a lot of different things. Looking back at our relationship and looking back at our history, what do you feel are the fundamentals that set you up for your, for your relationships after us? Patricia, even though at the moment, wasn't manifested it's something that i learned as of recently from my last breakup was some it was a certain being that i needed to embrace it was the the less vulnerable side that i was raised to be i was raised in a christian family and it was you know faith and respect your family respect your parents and you we're not that. We're not that. I remember the day when I brought you to, int- I introduced you to my family with the upside down crosses and the bats and the 666 tattoos all over you was 
the absolute opposite the absolute opposite of what my family would have expected and wanted in you what I have learned as of recently is that there is there's a lot of dark sides to a lot of people but it's like it's just learning to kind of embrace the certain sides like how I have learned to embrace certain parts of Patricia because I feel like there's more there Patricia is able to speak up and it's something that it's that confidence that I feel like little Eddie never was raised to be and so that's kind of who I've learned to, how to embrace it well it's it's crazy because I think for me what I understand what my Patricia is now uh, you know I always tell everybody there's masculine and uh, masculine energy and there's feminine energy and my masculine energy I call my masculine energy the dragon and I call my feminine energy harlot and you know sometimes i kind of bounce between both of them um but you know i used with you i used to oh my god i dreaded when you drank i hated when you drank because i was like it was like you were just so amazing and i fell in love with the concept of you as a person but then i knew that when that second drink was coming in and if it wasn't going to be capped i knew every single time how the night was going to end eddie isn't here right now yeah patricia was <laughs> it was 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 going to make the cameo and you know it's crazy because i mean we laugh about it now because it happened so much in the past and we you know we're, we're kind of going back and talking about our traumas the way that we are but i feel like this is also really important with growth because if you if you you know at the end of the day like now looking back at everything of all your Patricia moments and all the crazy moments I had, I mean, how many times did the cops get called? How many times did we like go crazy on each other? I mean, we fucked each other up. There was definitely bloodshed and there was, we definitely took a lot of bites out of each other verbally and physically, but it's something that we have to be grateful for. I mean, to be honest with you, and it's funny because I laugh about it now, and most people, you shouldn't laugh about your trauma, but I feel like where we're at now, we've grown so much within our trauma, and it's crazy because I thought I was done with the violence. I thought that I was like, I'm never going to be put in this situation again. I thought that this was going to be a one and done that I learned from my Eddie Patricia experience. And I think what was so cathartic now within our friendship is that I, history repeated itself again. I got in a relationship that mimicked our relationship, but it didn't come, it didn't come, it didn't come within, it didn't come within the space that it came with you, you know, with you, I saw you flip a switch and I knew when the switch was coming. And, and, and in my current situation, it was slowly brewing. It was there. I just didn't, I didn't see the red flags. And so now kind of looking back and reflecting on where you and I are, and we've had these conversations. I mean, I think that now, even within our friendship, we've had a little bit of hiccups because, you know, I feel like a, a few times like the lines began to blur with us because I felt like a lot of the time we were trying to navigate what our friendship was going to look like being that we were together for almost six years and didn't talk for 10 years. And, you know, you know, I still, I still hold a lot of love and I still hold a lot of space for you. But then it's crazy kind of coming back and sometimes when we have these moments and they sometimes can be triggering. But I think the difference now is that we're able to notice and we're able to talk about if we trigger each other. So kind of going back, what do you feel that some of the best moments that we had 
and what were some of our worst moments that we had and how has that affected our friendship and relationship now? Best moments, I think top one that has lived from the time that I met you was the darkness and the love for Alexander McQueen that set me up for my my relationships after you. It is it is my style. It is the person that I am, and it, it is kind of the person that I am. But the good moments that I realized that we had was, and I hate to say it because it wasn't very the most positive, but it was the dark moments because it did set us up. It did teach me of. It was fun to a certain degree. It was the thrill of it. It was, I think our worst moments was the best ones because it was like a novella. We were constantly fighting and it was like, <laughs> nobody, nobody's going to watch a vanilla show that is going to get canceled. It's going to be the lowest ratings, but you know, everyone lives for a good housewives moment. Everyone loves the drama. Everyone loves the fights. And I think that's what we got off on the most was that we we kind of had the best fights. It was like the best makeups. It was the best sex. It was like, you know, it was just, it was the thrill. And we lived for a couple of seasons. Oh, I think it, we lived for, we lived for, we lived for, we lived for six seasons. And it's been so interesting that it's just. Been... Who's that? Who's, the, oh, is that, is that, is that a guest? No. Um, what was it? What was I going to say? Um, no, it's been, sorry. Some crazy person is knocking at the door. Um, no, it's, it's, it's been so crazy because a lot of the time, so many seasons have just been so, um, what is going on? Is it literally somebody's just knocking at the door? Wow. This is like, yeah, we're, oh, sorry. Oh no. So, so guys. Sorry about that. We're actually shooting Eddie's barber shop, and um, yeah, some drunk person just came to knock on the door. And so, since we're 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 doing this in real time, shit like that happens. Uh, so it is what it is. Um, and so it's crazy. No, you're one hundred percent right. Um, yeah, we did have crazy moments. I mean, we we pretty much got married on a stripper pole. Yep. <laughs> like like. My aunt Perla and at that point Uncle Slash from Guns N' Roses married us. I mean, you got a Cartier fucking ring. I had a skull ring. Adam Levine, we went to Adam Levine's party to go celebrate our marriage. And Samantha Ronson, like, spinned. We had a crazy, I mean, we spent weeks at Tim Burton's house. I mean, we had a quintessentially kind of like this crazy fucking relationship. Filled with drugs. It was, I feel like our relationship was so Hollywood. I mean, we got to do a lot of things that a lot of 20 year olds would not really understand that we got to do. I mean, we stayed at Tim Burton's house. We hung out with Fergie. We went backstage to a lot of shows. We did a lot of cocaine. You got the free base with Charlie Sheen. Oh, yeah. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Yeah, I did. I did. I've done. I've partied with Charlie Sheen a bunch of times. Um, and it's crazy because you're right. It There was so many times. I mean, when Slash and Perla would go to Ibiza, we, I, I mean, we spent pretty much our summer for multiple years in a $10 million house in Beverly Hills. And down the street from Paris Hilton, down the street from Charlie Sheen, down the street from so many celebrities. And here we were. Yeah, twenty-something-year-olds just parting her ass off and fucking Beverly. A house full of booze, a house full of drugs. It was fucking crazy, and I feel like our relationship was always living in that space. But I think we never got a chance to really enjoy ourselves because we always had so many outside forces within our space that essentially led up to our demise. And, you know, after countless breakups, after countless fucking fights, we finally decided to call it quits. And I remember what was kind of crazy with me is that 
God, I think the, the night that the, the the day that I knew that you I see at that point, I didn't know that you were dating um your your ex. I mean, you pretty much moved on pretty quickly. And I had no idea that you moved on so quickly that you were already pr practically in another relationship while you were in still living with me that you were kind of like went on to kind of the next situation. And here I was taking drugs having orgies at the owner of Grinder's house like and so we were just on there was so many things pulling us apart but after that we ended up parting ways and you pretty much got into another relationship how was that <laughs> as this person I am going to call flowers just because it was it It didn't start off immediately but it was it was kind of towards the end of us and can i re bring up the the day that i moved out absolutely this is my vicious love like we got to talk about these stories these are and you know what guys we're actually moving into a different direction within the podcast what i want to do is incorporate a lot of like stories vicious love stories and we all have these kind of crazy stories that, that put us into the places that we are now. So naturally, I'm going to want to talk about my story. What better than my fucking ex-fucking husband to tell our story? So go ahead. Tell that day. So Flowers wasn't really so much in my life yet at that moment. But I remember the day, the night I came home. I think I came home from work or something. And I remember walking through that door and I saw two butt-ass naked guys sprawled out on the couch and then i remember walking into the bedroom and it was you and your best friend butt-ass naked and something in that moment flipped and i lost it i didn't like lose it vocally but i it just like something snapped in me in that moment and i just started packing my shit and i think i was pretty loud but nobody woke up at that moment we but were I all high on drugs I packed up all my stuff, slammed the door, and I left. And it's crazy because I did not hear any of this. It wasn't until I woke up that somebody told me, you know, Eddie came here and packed the shit with slamming doors and you were dead. Because the night before, I was on a bunch of Molly. I took a bunch of Xanax and ended up passing out, so I didn't hear anything. And I remember waking up in the morning, and they're like, and I looked around and all your stuff was gone and i was like did eddie move out and i remember within that space i was like oh my god i think this is finally it like i think this is it and i want to say that we had about one more encounter after that i remember i was coming down off of drugs and i was high on xanax and I asked you to, I think, like, Denny's. I think we went to, like, IHOP or Denny's or something like that. And um, I just was crying, and you just were so tapped out already. You were completely tapped out, but at that moment, I didn't know that you had moved on or that you had already found your your next victim. <laughs> <laughs> My vicious love. My vicious love. <laughs> Actually, you, I was staying at your... Bless her heart. I was staying at your best friend's house and you had came over that night. I don't know. You were high off of drugs or Xanax. Oh, that's right. You stayed with Pasha. Pasha was my best friend who passed away um, and died of cancer. Um, and I, I forgot that you were there. I was staying at her house and I remember I was in her guest bedroom and she came in. She's like, Drayden's on his way. And I remember being a little infuriated and a little let down because it was like, great. I can't believe you invited him over. And then you came and we talked. And I think in that moment, I was, I think I was already two weeks in into talking flowers. But in that moment, I was already done. I think we, I, there's a switch in me that just kind of just like stopped. Like the, we the love and the everything that we went through just stopped at that moment the day i moved out so when you came to see me it was just i think i was just done and i there was no sorries or no nothing at that moment it was just that was it 
It's crazy because we had gone through so many breakups. We went through so many things. And when it's, you know, when it's definite, you know, when it's the final straw, you know, when it's the last time. And that was the last time I saw you. That was the last time we had, I think we maybe had contact about one more time. And I think it was a couple of years later, but that was the last time I had an encounter with you. And then fast forward, right? Here we go, this kind of crazy ass journey. And then life happens. Life completely happens. And you lived your life. I lived my life. And here we are. Nine years later, in your barbershop in L.A., having a conversation on how we ended up becoming not friends, but best friends. And 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 I think that it, what, what, what is what is what is so wild, what is so wild to me is that. I never thought in a million years that we were going to become friends again, that this was going to be our fucking journey. And I don't know, what's your take on it? Because sometimes I still have this, like these crazy moments of fuck, this really happened. Like we're friends, like you were here. What, what has been kind of your takeaway in, in this kind of this whole process? There's still some moments that I think you said early on, it was just triggers and we both of us have had triggers at least within the past year and it's kind of just us learning how to navigate it and i think it's very exciting to kind of be able to see because there's certain moments where i like you know what fuck this i don't want to talk to you anymore like why am i friends with him why am i friends with this guy again why did i do this again but then i remember it was like because it works just because something ends romantically doesn't mean it ended it needs to end friendship wise and i think that's why it's us continuing to strive to keep doing this because sometimes things don't need to happen romantically sometimes they just need to hap happen like friendship wise and they need to happen naturally it's crazy because i find myself so many times being like i know why we didn't work out i know why i would never date you again I know why I would never be with you again. Like I have those moments all the time. I'm like, fuck it, Eddie, fuck it, Eddie. But because we don't meet in the middle in so many different aspects romantically, but we meet in the middle so much more as friends. I mean, how many times have you called me and been like, Drayden, I need advice on this situation or Eddie, I need advice on this. We're able to tap into these places within ourselves because we have we're so emotionally fucking in tune with each other we're able to we're tap into this vulnerability because we have so much history with each other because it comes from a place of love and i think at the end of the day when you're breaking the stigma of the x factor you really don't pay attention to the fact that you can, if you forgive somebody, you're able to grow. Mm -hmm. If you're able to forgive your piece of shit, dad, if you're able to forgive your fucking whoever wronged you in your life, you're able to forgive a lover. And what's crazy with us is that we just have such a fucking wild history with each other. But we're able to find common ground now within our space. And sometimes it feels like it sometimes it feels like time didn't pass. It feels so at home. Sometimes you drive me crazy. Sometimes I just, you know, it's crazy. You know, I find myself sometimes I'm just like wanting to call wanting to call you and immediately i'm like what's up scatty scatty like but it's comes from like it, 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 it's wild like i can't explain it but i tell everybody like i wouldn't have if we were supposed to go through everything that we were supposed to go through 
to get to this point of our lives, to evolve as adults and see each other in a different space, I would go back and do it all over again. I wouldn't change it either. I think, like I told you earlier, it was just the thrill of it and it set it up a lot for now. And I think we did everything but murder and... No, we were almost killed each other a couple oh. times. <laughs> there may have been a machete at some point, but... And that was not me, that was you. <laughs> Listen, I was defending myself from you. That was the first thing I saw. That's the first thing I grabbed. I do not regret picking up the goddamn butcher knife to hold your fucking crazy cocaine-fueled ass off. Yes. But I think we did so much to each other that now here we are years later that it's like, what else do we want to do to each other? Because I think we already did it. And I think now the only thing we didn't do back then was just communicate. And love each other unconditionally. You know, two things we didn't do. Yeah, (laughs) we we were never vulnerable. We never loved each other unconditionally. So, okay, so here's a little something. So most people would think that we're kind of repeating our vicious love cycle and, you know, we're, we're, we're in a toxic friendship. What do you think that, what would stand out to, to tell everyone else like, Hey, we don't have a toxic relationship. We have grown. Because I've gotten that a lot. I got a lot of people that are like, you guys are going to end up together. You guys are, you know, pretending to be friends. And I'm like, no, we're not pretending to be friends. Like, this shit is in real time. And 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 we're, we're able to honor our psychotic past. So what do you think? I don't know. What do you think is different? What what feedback would you be able to give our listener, my listeners? I think what we didn't have before was we didn't have communication and here we are in our late thirties, early thirties, mid thirties. No, no, we're in our late thirties. We're in our late thirties. I think the both of us learn from our past relationships and most current is that what we lacked back then was communication. We didn't listen to each other. We, we definitely yelled at each other, but we didn't listen what was coming out of our mouths. And we were selectively hearing and we got mad. And so we retaliated and we got mad. That is what we didn't have back then. We didn't have that. Period. No, we didn't. We didn't have that at all. But I also think we were in our fucking 20s. And I think a lot of the time, what a lot of people don't know is you don't know everything in your 20s. Your 20s are your trials and turbulations. These are the times that you are going to make the mistakes. You are going to fuck up. You are going to do drugs. You are going to catch venereal disease. You are going to cheat. You are going to do all these things, right? But here we are, goddamn near fucking 40 years old, going back and reliving these times. But now it's more of a coffee table moment versus like, oh my God, this thing is in stated trauma. Like we're able to take responsibility for our actions. We're able to go back and reflect and show the growth that we have had as two fucking adults. As two, we were gay boys. We were two gay boys that just didn't know any fucking better because we weren't taught any better. You don't, this does not come with a fucking guidebook. It doesn't come with cliff notes. We realistically lived a vicious love cycle of our lives within our with within each other and it's so crazy to go back and just see that laugh about it now but think about the fucking epic moments that we've had now now how much times we've cried together and picked each other up and had relationship advice for each other what do you think the difference between loving in your 20s and loving in your 30s now that we've kind of gone through everything and within your new relationship space how does that look like for you 20s we definitely we were broke and 20s we were all about the party and 20s we didn't have iPhones we didn't have grinder we didn't have location awareness we didn't have technology oh we had grinder it was just a it little was, different it was basic as hell i think we had well, my favorite back then was Adam for Adam. Like, oh, Adam for Adam. But we didn't have 
a lot of that. So now what makes it different is that we have instant communication and I don't know. I think we're just kind of making it work with a lot of communication, a lot of listening, a lot of maturity. I, I can totally see that. Um, so it, 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 it's kind of crazy because, you know, now there is a lot of maturity. There is a lot of, there's a lot of grounding. Um, what would be, so to people out there that maybe want to reach out to an ex that don't believe in being friends with your ex, what would be your advice or your guidelines to someone who wants to reach out to an ex that time has passed? What would be your suggestions or what would be your, your, your thoughts to that? I think Carrie said it best in the season finale of, and just like that was expectations. It's, Approaching things with an open heart and letting down those expectations and letting down your guards and honoring the fact that you guys had a beautiful friendship, relationship, and sometimes honoring the fact that sometimes you you need to stop expecting things to just work and it just you have to let things just be. And I think that's what we did differently. We're doing differently now is that we're the expectation of the relationship is gone, but now we have the expectations of us just being friends and being good friends. And we are, we both, I think what I at least hope I taught you was just going in with an open heart because it's exactly the thing that I did when I met you and I messaged you that day was just, I'm going to see where this goes, but look at where we're at now. Yeah, because like friendships are like relationships. You have to maintain them. You have to nurse them. It, it's like a fucking garden. You have to give it the right energy. And a lot of the time you have to take the emotional baggage away from the friendship. You have to when you when you're starting something new, you can't go in with the emotional baggage of what the past was. I think within 365 days, we've had two moments where our boundaries absolutely crossed and I got upset. You got upset. We didn't yell at each other. We didn't get mad at each other. We disagreed with each other. And we took the time to cool off and come back and revisit that. I think a lot of the time, people don't take the time to maintain the friendship. They don't take the time to nurture that. And it always gets a little bit more sensitive when it comes to being friends with your ex because there is so much history. But I think at the end of the day, we were able to separate church versus state, even though sometimes the lines began to blur. And, you know, sometimes you don't want to hear about Birmingham. And sometimes I don't want to hear about flowers. But I think at the end of the day, even though we don't want to hear about them, we allow ourselves that because that is what we feel on our mind. Now, we also don't let each other go too deep in that fucking rabbit hole of a cave. And I think because of that, it's been like a warm blanket to be able to go through such a traumatic time of my life where I thought I was going to get married where I thought that this was just kind of the end of my, it felt like the end of the days. But you were there to hold my hand and guide me with the light I was not expecting to have. 
And that has been one of the most beautiful things that no one can ever take away with from me in this process. And that's why I thank you so much because I would not be here if it wasn't for your friendship, if it wasn't for your love. Granted, I have done so much growth within that space, but it was because of your nurturing towards everything that has changed the dynamic of it all. And sometimes people just don't want to accept those things. They don't want to look behind the curtain. They don't want to go there because they're too fucking afraid to. And for that, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really, thank you. No, it, it, it's it's been great. It's been great. Um, so we're 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 about time right now. Um, Eddie. We're actually going to do a two-parter today, guys. Today was all, right now, was all about our vicious love journey. And it's been all about the how we became friends and how this, of this, how this, this, this turmoil turned into an amazing fucking friendship and what it takes to build that friendship. On the second part of this, we're going to talk about fucking relationships. We're not going to talk about our own fucking journeys but we're going to talk about things that happen within relationships from a friend perspective which is actually going to be really fucking great because i think a lot of people now now i think people got to hear us from a lover and the ex's perspective but now we're actually going to talk about things that happen within relationships and we can use our guiding points from that so thank you guys for listening catch you guys again next week